Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Hello, welcome back to The Missing Piece. Welcome. Before, before, <laughs> before we get into today's topic, just want to let you know that if you want to see what we're up to outside of this podcast, head on over to missingpiecepodcast.com. Everything we do is there. Basically everything we do. Ooh, I got to get our Instagram on there. But our Facebook group is on there. We do tons of free trainings in there. Um, you can go to our website. You can click the link to this podcast, see all the old episodes. You, Check out when the new anti-diet course will be. You can see everything that's going on with our new, or well, it's not new, but the anti-diet 12-week course. You can see when the next round of it is opening up and plenty of other good things. I don't even know what else. But pretty much everything that we do is at missingpiecepodcast.com and jump on over there see what we're up to so today today we're talking about a concept it's really it's a concept it's a paradigm shift for a lot of our clients but what it comes down to is this when we look at like man i want to get lean i want to get in shape we look at we have to eat diet food and when i eat diet food i get lean i get you know that's what's going to get me lean and ripped and athletic and um when I don't eat diet, anything that's not diet food is bad. And anytime I have it, I'm going to get fat. Right. So I have to restrict. So I have to restrict. And by the way, diet food, you can replace You could be like, I don't do diets. I only eat clean. Well, same thing. Good food, clean food, healthy food, paleo food, gluten-free food, whatever the case is. If you say you eat healthy, you're basically saying you eat food that is probably made up of one ingredient. Right. I like to think about it like if it spoils really fast, it's probably, quote unquote, more healthy for you. Less processed. Yes. And so what we want to dig into today is more about the topic of what does your everyday life look like when you are on the quest to get lean, to lose some body fat? What does that look like? Does it only entail diet food? And um, is there a balance? Can can a balance be struck? What do you think, Ange? Can it? Oh, it can. <laughs> Daily, weekly, mm-hmm. monthly. Mm-hmm. You can figure it out. You do not have to give up everything. Yes. You can have a Reese's peanut butter cup and you're not a bad person. And you could have it every day. And you could have it every day and you could have abs if you so choose. So where, where does this thing even start? Well, I I think a big piece when people start a diet, let's call it, is they think that they can't be social anymore, right? Uh, Like they, you know, and I think Mm -hmm. if we start there, they think they will not be able to go out with friends or if they do, how am I going to stick to my diet plan? Mm -hmm. How will I go over to somebody else's house and they're preparing the food and I don't know what it's going to be? What if I have a busy schedule with my family and I have to get carry out a lot? What do I do? And they think that the diet will immediately be ruined if one of those things pops up and it's not as much in their control of what they would prepare and make for themselves. Yeah. And we would encourage you to look at it different. I feel like you're maybe three steps down there. I feel like you're maybe three steps down. I feel like we got to 
start with structure. We get to start with what you're already, we get to start with what every day looks like. Am I, am I wrong there? Before we even get to the obstacles, we have to actually state like how we're going to get there to begin with. Okay. Am I off on that? State it. Are you referring to staple meals? I'm referring to staple meals. Which if you've missed that podcast, go back and check that one out. I'm referring to staple meals. So yeah. So what you're going to do, what we have is not a cookie cutter, rigid diet plan. But what we do is we start with what you like. We start with what you are already doing. We start with foods that are easy for you to prepare and easily accessible. And that's what's going to make the foundation of your diet. Oh, man, I use it. That's what's going to make the Just foundation think of your diet nutrition plan. is the sum of all the things right. you eat. That's what it means. And so you have this, this structure built out, but the structure doesn't have to be um, rigid. Like you can, you can deviate from it. And because you know what your structure is, you know what you normally have, how many meals a day, what those meals are made up of. When it comes time to deviate from that structure, you have some context to it. So we start with structure and then we go from there. We build in something to enjoy every week, something to enjoy every day, every week. So every day it might be a little bit smaller, but it might literally be a beer. Or it could be that one Reese's. That one Reese's. You mentioned, yeah. That, a dessert, a glass of wine, like whatever it is. You're, you're building something to enjoy. So that way it's not like every day is this, you know, death march of tilapia and broccoli. But you've, you've created some staple meals that, you, that are your sustenance, right? That you know will drive the, your progress forward, that are palatable enough that you enjoy. But then you build in some other stuff that's, you know purely for enjoyment, but you make it work with your numbers and you build in something to enjoy every day, every week. Now, now that we have those two in place, I think that's when we get into what happens when things pop up. Yeah, I just get so excited about that part. Yeah. That's why I wanted to go straight there. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did. Uh, but it's the same thing. All all's we're going to do is just a, a meal from a restaurant is going to look, you can make it look similar to what you ate at home. You know, a meal at a friend's house, you can make it look similar enough. And, you know, meaning, well, I normally have, you know, turkey and sweet potatoes and your friend has. They're ser- serving a pot roast. It's still a protein. It's still, it's still it. a protein. It's still a starch, right? Or, you know, I mean, you, you just, there's so many ways to look at it, but it's like, it's close enough. And then the whole other topic is, well, how far off your plan do you want to deviate? It's almost like we should, I guess we should talk about it now a little bit, the sweet spot, but realistically it matters on what kind of results you want. If you want to be 5% body fat, you can't deviate at all. But if, if you could decide like what's acceptable to you and you get to decide how much you want to fret over it, <laughs> you know, and the beauty of having the staples and the structure in place is that if you go to a friend's house for dinner and they cook something for you and you're like, I don't really know what was in that, you know, maybe it was more, maybe it was different, blah, blah, blah. An easy solution is just to get right back to your structure the next day. And that one meal out just becomes a data point, you know, and really all we're concerned with is the trend. So if, if you eat, you know, 21 meals a week in you know, that one was a little bit of a question mark. Well, who, I mean, who cares? Well, I just did our holiday training call for the clients. And it's mm-hmm. like, if it was 21 a week, then it's 1,092 right. over the course of the year. 
So if one meal you decide to have something right. you don't know what's in it, or you decide to have more of it, right. or order something that people think is bad, which I just call higher calorie, right? it's not the end of the world. Because you have the structure to get right back to your plan. Yeah, exactly. And so then what, what, is, so what does socializing even look like? What does socializing even look like when you're trying to make progress? And you Well, know, I think the first way you can look at it is... If you are trying to get to that 5% body fat or for a female, not that low, mm-hmm. maybe like 16% yeah. and you need to keep the reins a little bit tighter, you probably are going to order out more similar to what you'd eat at home. And that's where you can really start to look at. You don't have to give up socializing. You just might have to make some trade-offs totally. of what you order to still be there and enjoy the experience where I might look at it more as I want to go out with my girlfriends just to you know, A, have some more adult conversations without my kids and think about it even further that I'm not running around picking up all the food that the boys throw on the floor. I don't have to do the dishes. I don't have to worry about any of that. I can be at a restaurant with people that I want to have conversation with. It doesn't have to always be about the food. So maybe I'm eating chicken at home because I'm trying to get my protein really high and I'm trying to get to a certain body fat. I don't mind going to a restaurant and finding a lean protein option on the menu because for me in that moment, it's more about just being with my girlfriends and having some separation from everybody else in my life that requires a lot of my attention. So it's really figuring out what you actually want out of that situation. Right, yeah. So it's just looking at it and saying, you know, what about this experience am I excited about? Am I excited about connection with my friends or is food part of the experience? And I think really once you get into this, you start to realize that it was never about the food. Not always. Sometimes, of course, sometimes it is. Like if you guys go to a, you know, five star restaurant, I don't know, whatever people do. Like if you go somewhere, like Chicago here, like Alinea, right? right yeah, it's like you, sixteen the, courses. Then and yes, of course, the experience is going to be about the food sometimes. But a lot of times, we think it's about we think the it's food. about the food, and it's and it's really not. And you know. You can go and you can have a good time. You can connect with them. I have, I, I, so I I don't always drink when I go with my friends now. I meet people at bars and I drink Diet Coke. And here's the thing. This is me all the time now. Right. (laughs) You like really don't drink, but it's, um, at first it was awkward, but then I realized like, why is it awkward? Like I'm still, I'm still yucking it up with these guys. We're still telling the same 10 stories we tell anyway, like whether I'm drinking a beer or not. The only person that was awkward was you because you thought. Right. I thought thought it it would be weird. Right. And so you start to realize, okay, the experience usually isn't about the food. It's it's just simply not um, a lot of times. So then you can choose. Now, what happens if the experience is about the food or what if you want to make it about the food because it's always your choice? Well, we could take, because we work with a lot of parents, and, yeah. you know, I just feel like pizza on Friday night is sure. is a thing for a lot of people. Right. And they'll say, well, what will I do about that? Like, I love Friday night pizza with the kids, totally. and I don't want to give it up. And we're like, but you don't have to you give it up, to. Yeah. right? Because you know the rest of the day what you can do. And that experience is about being with your kids on a Friday night where you're not working anymore. Yep. You might not have to work on Saturday morning. So if the pizza is part of the ritual... Well, mm-hmm. then enjoy the pizza right? Like, and the time with the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's in working it in is really just a matter of logistics. It's it's really just making sure like, oh, you just go a little bit lighter earlier in the day to make to make room and, you know, make sure you get a salad with it so you can put some volume in your stomach. And like, that's I, it. I was going to say, fill up on some lower calorie food. Yeah, totally. And so what about 
so that's, that's kind of the reverse engineering process. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like, if you know your calories, if you like, which, you know, we recommend, I, I just like to know what I'm eating. Um, and if you know about what your quote unquote budget is, it's pretty easy to reverse engineer, especially when you know ahead of time, like, Hey, I'm just, um, I'm going to do, you know, probably 800 calories worth of pizza. I don't know. And I eat 1800 calories a day. Well, that small Domino's super thin crust cheese that we like is 950 calories. There we go. So, you know, so 900 calories. That is not to be shared. That's individually. We would order our own. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, so I eat 1950 calories a day. That piece is 950. Okay, cool. 500 calories at breakfast, 500 calories at lunch. I'm going to make a mostly protein because that pizza is going to be a little bit lower in protein. Done. Right. Easy. Yeah. And, and here's, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, even if I don't hit my, you know, desired protein amount for that day, it's a data point and not a trend. It doesn't matter. So, you know, that's, that's when you can plan for it. I think there's, I think what really freaks people out though, and this is kind of unnamed is like, what about a loss of spontaneity? What happens when I get invited somewhere you know, or something comes up the last minute, I get, you know, somebody picks up the kids and you and I want to go to a bar and get a drink or, um, you know, last second friend pops into town and says, let's go out to dinner. It's the spontaneity. Like what happens in these situations where I want to be spontaneous? What can I, you know, what can I do there? And it paralyzes people. Yeah. Like I was just talking to one of my ladies last week about this uh, and her husband came home for, surprised her for a late lunch and she had already planned her day and what right. she was going to eat. And she's like, Angela, like, I, I was actually very anxious about it. Like, what was I going to do in that moment? And so what would you recommend? Well, I, a couple, a couple of things, right? So, I mean, if you kind of go down the decision tree, you can, you can start to think like, again, is this, is this about the food or is it not? And, and if you want to make it about the food, that's cool too. Then you can decide like, is this food something I can never have again? You know, and so I, the, the, the is it food that I get one time every right. year, like you and, and so, I always use an example of mm-hmm. a really nice steakhouse. Yeah. So like it's the example I use is like when people, when somebody spontaneously wants to hang out a friend or let's say, let's say I'm running errands. I'm like, Hey, I, I end up stopping by a friend's house and they hand me a Coors Light. I'm like, Oh, I love this spontaneous hangout, but like eh, Coors Light isn't really worth it for me. I can pass on that. No problem. You know? But like you said, if they're like, hey, there's this new brewery in Naperville. I just got a growler. You want to sit on the front porch and share it with me? I'd be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'll probably do that, you know? Um, and so, you know, there's that. It's kind of going down the decision tree is, you know, is it about the, the food or drink or is it not? Is it something I can ever have again? You know what I mean? If, if we're meeting up at a spontaneous date at Chili's, like, well, you know. Chicken fingers are good, but I can get them anywhere, right? So maybe I'll just get a salad. And then it's just about looking at how is this, like realistically, and the the longer you actually track your food, you understand this, how is this going to affect my progress? And then the big question is, am I okay with that? And if the question, if the answer to the question is, how is this going to affect my progress? And it's like, oh, it's going to slow down my fat loss for a couple days because I'm going to blow my calorie budget. Okay. The next question are you okay with that? Right. It's not, am I okay with it as your coach? I don't care. I want like you to live your own life. And if you're okay with it, get after it, do it, go all in, do your thing. And what you'll find 
it's just like anything else. So this is this this is a practice. I would call this a practice of being mindful. It's it's not about discipline. It's not about anything other than just paying attention to what's going on with your own routines, habits, food, whatever. And that question, am I okay with it? You get more and more clarity and you get better at answering that question as you get more experience with being mindful. Uh-huh. Because at first you might be like, I don't know if I'm okay with it, but I just got swept up in the moment and I just drank a bunch of beers and ate a bunch of pizza and blah. And, you know, the next day, you know, you're bloated and stuff. And then, you know, you just kind of get back to what you were doing anyway. And a week later, you're like, oh, that was just a, that was a speed bump. And then you get better at answering that question. Am I okay with it? And if you're not okay, and at in certain, po- certain points, you're not going to be okay with it. You'd be like, no, like I'm on a roll. I got momentum. Like uh, I'm in the middle of a cut. I'm going to get super lean this time. And yeah, enjoy, enjoy that bottle of wine without me. I mean, not without me. I'll be right here drinking water and conversing with you. Or if someone brought home a dozen donuts for breakfast yeah. on Saturday and you decide, no, this isn't the time. Yeah. It's not that you can't ever have it again. It's just right now you're choosing to not have it. Exactly right. And that's, and I think if there's one I don't know, lesson I can give people about tracking food is that it's not about tracking food. It's about paying attention to what's going on in your own life and how your own behaviors affect your outcomes and how your outcomes make you feel and how it's always in your control. Like how you feel is usually like is usually a byproduct of your choices, of your behaviors. So many of our behaviors we don't pay any attention to. So tracking your food is just a way of, hey, I'm paying attention to my behavior now and I can see how it affects me. Now, because I know how certain behaviors affect me, and now I'm talking about food choices, but you can extrapolate this out to any area of your life you want. Now that I can see how that behavior affects me, I can make a more educated decision about whether I want to partake in it in this moment or ever again. But here's the thing. You never really have to decide to never do anything again. You really only ever have to decide for that moment. In this moment right now, is this thing worth it to me? I think that was what really helped me, I don't know, get my life right with booze. Because I love beer, you know? And I was like, and I always kicked around the idea of just like going dry. Because you know it doesn't, it doesn't really add to your life that much. And I was like, never again? Like, I'll never have a beer again? What about... At my kid's wedding, I don't know. What about blah, 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 blah. All these situations where I might want to have a beer. And then the decision just to go completely booze-free for 12 weeks back in 2018 helped me realize that, like, oh, I'm not deciding to never have a beer again. I'm deciding in each individual moment whether I want a beer. Now that I know, now that I'm very well aware of what the social interaction could be like without it, what I'm going to feel like tomorrow physically. And I also, because I took some time away from it to just step back and be mindful of it, I also am well aware of what it brings to me. I'm aware of how much enjoyment is. I can make an educated decision. Is this enjoyment worth the outcome of tomorrow or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the answer, the jury's still out, folks. Like there will be thousands of more times where I choose to drink a beer and thousands of more times where I choose not to, but it's going to be up to each individual moment. And this was not meant to be a rant about my sobriety. 
<laughs> but but I think I, I, I think you can take uh, you can take that lesson and apply it to whatever because people are like oh you you never have bread I'm like what are you talking about I never said anything about bread but that's them projecting on me that they can't see a life without bread they can't see a life without dessert and it's like dude nobody ever told you never again right. all we're telling you to do is pay attention and make an educated decision and that's it yep well that was fun <laughs> I feel like that's probably a good place to stop right you want to you want to wrap it up or I think that was a great place to stop all right then we're just <laughs> all right good then we're just gonna call it there have a good one everybody <laughs>